sponsors link. Remember, it's cheaper by the pound. It's Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Everything here has been done on faith and a commitment to excellence. Commitment to each other. One, it means religion. Two, it means family. People care about you. Not just because you win or because things go well, but they genuinely care. The other thing it means to me is a set of standards. You are special. Nobody gives you anything in this world. People can give you money, give you wealth, give you fame. One thing nobody in this world can give you, man, is respect. Self-respect you have for yourself, the way you play the game, the way you believe, the way you do things. This is a game of respect, respect, respect. You represent everybody that came before you and everybody that will come after you. The spirit is something that's within you. You got to listen to that spirit, you got to fight for it, you got to believe it. The spirit, the will to win, and the will to excel, these are the things that endure the quality of any man's life. You got to be a full measure of that man's personal commitment to excellence and to victory, regardless what field he may be in. Through the winner, there is 100% elation, 100% laughter, 100% fun. Now, Rick and Bubba. Seven minutes past the hour, it's the Rick and Bubba Show, and we are live. Thank you for being here. I am Speedy, alongside Greg Burgess and Michael Helms. We're the three that will get you through this hour here on the kickoff hour. Stretch Armstrong, he's got TV rolling here, live. Eddie Van Adler is helping uh, remotely, as he is with uh, mom and daughter. That sounded weird, didn't it? But that's, that's where we are now. Uh, and uh, both are doing well and very healthy, and um, he says he's changing a lot of diapers. Maybe we'll get an update from him this hour. we got a lot of news to go over, some guests today. we got a podcast to record, a lot of fun, and we thank you for being with us. Now let's bring the other two goodies in. They got it like they like it at their home studios as they are on Zoom. What's up, boys? How are y'all? Hey, hey. I'm fired up because we have some live sports to watch tonight and mm-hmm. i don't mean actually people on the field competing but we have an nfl draft we do we do, we do. it'll How be about that well y'all give it well y'all give it as much as y'all need to give it or y'all I'm gonna, gonna halfway watch i'm it? gonna boo roger goodell every time i see it. yeah just, i know, love it because that's yeah. what they always do <laughs> i don't really have a problem with him it's just that's what happens at the draft people yeah boo him for some yeah. reason it's yeah. funny yeah the first round of the nfl draft will start tonight if you're listening live that's thursday april 23rd at 7 p.m central time Day two of the NFL draft will be Friday at about 6 p.m. Central Time, and then day three, Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time. The NFL draft will be broadcasted on ESPN, the NFL Network, and ABC, and they'll also be streaming on the Watch ESPN app and the NFL mobile app. So that's kind of how you can watch it tonight if you choose to do so. 
But, uh, it, you know, it was originally set uh, for Las Vegas, and, I mean, that was going to be a pretty big deal. You know what I mean? I mean, it's – yeah. Uh, but now, because of, of COVID-19, they've had to adjust, so they'll have uh, a virtual draft, which will be pretty pretty uh, yeah. interesting, and I guess it's a first for everything, right? I'm yeah. worried about you during this thing, Speedy, because I yeah. know how you are yeah. with these type things and several issues. Uh, there's there's going to be there's going to be latency issues. There's going to be hot mic issues. I mean, there may, there could be a player tonight that thinks his dream's about to come true, and he can ruin it with a hot mic saying something he shouldn't. You know, you're right. You're Possible. right. Um, and that, that's going to be a, a point where I either have to turn it or exit the room. Um, I know. I, and that, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. And then also, you know, I haven't seen anybody kind of quite get the whole streaming. Let's go out and do get it right. Quite, quite like uh, NASCAR has NASCAR, you know, has got it dialed in. I watched the pre-race. Yeah. I know some of it's probably pre-recorded, but then they're going to houses and, Hey, we're live here. Whatever it seems to be, pretty sharp. Of course, well, it cost one of them a job too. It did. It did. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of hot mics, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see if uh, if they can pull that off tonight. But um, a lot of rumors started yesterday, and this is how it happens. Within twenty four to forty eight hours, everybody thinks they're sharp and they've got the latest news. Sure. And you got yeah. all these insiders about you know, hey, the Dolphins are trying to trade up to get that third pick because they want to go offensive lineman, not to uh, and what. And I don't know if anybody really knows, but. The first round order has the Bengals with that number one pick, then the Redskins, Detroit at number three, uh, then you got the Giants at four and Miami at five. So uh, those are the ones to look for uh, when it comes to uh, maybe some deals and some moving around a little bit. But it seems like that number three slot with the Detroit Lions, they're, they're willing to talk. You know, I think Detroit's wanting to trade just to trade, just to say <laughs> they can trade during this. They're, they're, everything is on the table for them. They yeah. need multiple picks, so they they can trade and get know. multiple picks. Yeah. Um, uh, but how about how about if you're one of the top guys? You woke up this morning going, so this time tomorrow I'll be a millionaire. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that are a lot. You know? Unbelievable. Uh, it is. It is going to be quite the time tonight. Uh, now I'll tell you this too. And again, this is people trying to be sharp. I don't know. But they say this is going to be you know how they always say this is the year of you know wide receivers. This is the year of quarterbacks, whatever. They're claiming this is the year of offensive linemen. That in really? the in the first round we're going to see a record high number of offensive linemen go. All right. So we'll. I see saw with a big goes. lineman from Louisville that's maybe projected to go the first lineman. They he rumor he failed a drug test. Did I say that? Uh oh. That probably won't affect him at all. Mm. <laughs> huh. I've heard, I, I don't know this Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs, I, I don't know him, but he's one that's supposed to be. Uh, and then the guy from Alabama, Jedrick Wills, mm-hmm. I think he's well, going I, top ten as well. I think the first one you mentioned might be the guy I'm talking about, Tristan Wirfs. I, I don't. I, is, I, are you sure? I don't know. I, I said he may be. I'm, I don't know. I don't Dude. know his name. He's just a the big other thing. I'm from Louisville. He's here. Yeah. I said. Um, the other thing that I heard, I've heard this stat. Now I, I've heard two different people say this, and I and I would consider these people to be very, very credible in this world. Mm-hmm. Okay. They talk about it on national television. They have their own shows, but I've heard it twice now and, and it doesn't set right with me, but I'm assuming it's right because these two people have said it. Half the players in the draft are a bust. Half of them in the, in the draft are a bust. Hmm. The entire oh, okay. seven okay. rounds, okay. half the players are a bust in the NFL. Here's the other step. Complete bust or just not as 
as big as they thought. They didn't go into detail on that. They just yeah. said they just said half the players that are drafted in these seven rounds are a bust. Wow. That's a lot of players. It's a lot. In NFL. The other stat that I thought was more intriguing was half the players in the NFL currently are undrafted players. Yeah. No, wow. no, half I don't of them. I think I've seen that stat before. Yeah, a lot of guys were free agents and they a lot of them. That's a lot of players to go undrafted sure and is. still playing. Half of you. So we make a big deal out of tonight, but if you think about what I just said, yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't work out for a lot of guys. <laughs> and it true. works out for a lot of guys that are not even involved over the next three days. Right. And then you see, and then it drops down college the same way. A lot of these highly touted five stars yeah. are busts. Yeah. I mean, I just uh, thought that was interesting. I'd never heard those two before. I didn't know that. I didn't realize it was that, that glaring. Yeah. Um, so, so here's what I'm going to have to deal with if you're concerned about me, because you know it's all I about, am. Uh, I'm very concerned. So, Commissioner Roger Goodell, okay, he is going to be announcing the picks from his home. All right, so picture how it normally is. He walks up, and as Greg said, everybody, Boo, you know, and then all of a sudden you hear, ding, ding, right, and the uh, first round of oh, the, yeah. you know, and then he then he makes a statement, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals took. You know, quarterback from LSU. You know, so I love all that. I, I, I too. Love, well, so he's going to be doing that from his house. All right. All right. And <laughs> well, so, you think he'll be sitting at a desk, or will he be I, on a podium? I, I don't know, but it's going to be disturbing. I know. Uh, <laughs> so then you've got that. Then you've got the coaches and the general managers are also going to be working from their individual residences. Okay, so yeah. now they're they're trying to communicate. Which I think there could probably be a little bit of social distancing there, and the the owner, the general manager, and the coach could probably be in the same room and separated. But I yeah. think they'll probably all try to be sharp and separate. Oh, yeah. You're they right. All right. They'll so, probably be wearing masks. Yeah. So then and they'll have a bad video and bad audio. What if what if Roger Goodell is? You know, and the number one pick. Yeah, uh, but um, I, I, get ready. Get yeah. ready. It's going to be just like these talk shows during the day when they interview celebrities and they're on the the zoom or whatever mm -hmm. it's it's not going to go well right. they said they did a trial run uh two days ago and it did not go well uh -oh. at all but will, they had a lot of changes to make will it's going to be will, very unexciting it's going to be unexciting because you know the over-the-top hype nowadays oh, yeah oh, I, oh my god so let me ask you this will one of the the players that's drafted trying to be sharp will he like reach over and get a mask and put it on that has the logo of the team at like right right over his mouth. Oh, yeah. Uh, something yes. sharp like that. that, that so because yeah. they, they won't have, have the, I don't think they'll have the jerseys available, especially with these I, trades. I guess not, and that's what I was gonna ask no. you. They always get a hat or I whatever. Don't, I don't know. Some of the guys that's a that, good question. some of the guys that I know have been talking to their agents and they think they're the top, you know, ten yeah. or so. I wonder if they'll have two or three hats at the house or something. I don't know. And will they so so here's what's gonna happen. So Roger Goodell's gonna announce it from his home. Okay, then they'll cut and show general managers and coaches from their home and split screens and everybody's, oh, it's my time to pick. And then once the players announce, then they fly to his home and see his reaction for, for I mean, this is the, you know, the big names that are in it. Sure. And so, yeah. and so, that, so now technically you got a lot that you're juggling there and we'll see how that plays out. How uh, many of them are going to hang? It, the the video is going to hang up. Oh yeah, that and that. And then you're going to have then you're going to have you know the player probably at his parents' house and the mom's going to start crying and then the sister's going to lean in and there's going to be a dog barking and you know and it's just not it's just going to feel different. It's just going to yeah. feel. There's different. a chance. There's a chance we may like this better than the whole way. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be back. More will continue after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.
the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. 22 minutes. That's 22 minutes past the hour on the Rick and Bubba show. It's the kickoff hour. We're live. So uh, if you're just joining us, we discussed how weird it will be tonight as you know, we're all adapting, and, and, and as, as we move along because of, of COVID-19, this pandemic, you know, we're all experiencing things we've never experienced before when it comes to just living life and, and how we work and what we watch. And so tonight will be the first with the NFL uh, draft starting uh, tonight. Uh, and again, if you missed it, uh, ABC, ESPN, and the NFL Network will carry that, and then it'll be streaming live, too, on the ESPN app uh, and the NFL mobile app. Um, so. You've got all that going on, and then you're going to have Roger Goodell. Uh, he's going to be streaming from the house, and and then you got the the general managers and the coaches and and the owners. They're going to be streaming from their houses, and then you got the players, and so got a lot of streaming, a lot of virtual uh, stuff going on, and so that'll be entertaining. So that was discussed uh, last segment. So be looking for uh, that this evening if you're listening live, and it's Thursday. Uh, Helmsy, you also said you had a question. Uh, what's going I on? Do. So to set this up, so by the last... way, that lo- yeah, that yawn looked real good just then. It looked like it was very satisfying. Okay, you know <laughs> my, my uh, where we live, the part of uh, the nation that we live in. There's a lot of storms coming through. Ooh, I know geography. And, and last night there was a, th- I mean, thundering was just so loud. You know, you have that house rattling thunder mm-hmm. and, and we had a little bit of that last night and it's rare that thunder wakes me up anymore. Okay. But la- it was so loud. It woke me up and it woke everybody else in the house up too. Braden came in there and asked us, Braden's not scared of it, mm-hmm. but he wants to come in and ask you if you heard it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he'll go back to doing whatever right. he was. Oh, wait, did you hear that? Um, Whoa, that's a bit close there. Go ahead. So it made me start thinking about this. I used to be, guys, I used to be so scared of thunder as a kid. Oh, really? Like, I mean, really, like, would run to the parents' room as a kid. And so, and then it didn't even phase me, of course, last night in Hatton for, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years. But my question to y'all is, what is <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, it was, it was 30, probably, I guess it was probably about 11 mm-hmm. when I, when I stopped being scared of thunder, 10 or 11. You know, I got to thinking the other night when it was thundering loud, that is bizarre. You know, we just take yeah. it for granted, but especially when you're a kid and mm-hmm. you first start, that's a really bizarre thing. Loud banging and light smashing in the sky. That's and nobody bizarre. ever really explained it to you. Yeah. As it, yeah. Uh, when you, when it, when you were real young, nobody said, Hey, by the way, just a heads <laughs> up, you're going to start seeing some lights yeah. go across the sky. And then there's going to be this awful loud noise. Yeah. Right after. Especially when it's one of them close ones. <laughs> right. just, nobody right. explained that to us. Yeah. And, le- and let's take it a, a step further. That'll scare you. And don't go outside when it's doing that. It could kill you because that light yeah. that you see <laughs> right. flashing around right. could, could hit you and kill you. So don't do that either. That'll scare so you to my, death. So my question to y'all is what as a kid or even as an adult scared you that no longer scares you that you're no longer scared of? Is there Franklin, anything? Quidditch. Uh, hang on. Listen fireworks. to Adler. Fireworks. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Adler is Mike's on. He's screaming, quit, quit. Yeah. Is there a dog issue? He's got to be Franklin or Kevin. Either one. <laughs> um, either one. Either that or he's trying to change a diaper. Um, Mine so, was oh my gosh, mine was oh my tough. gosh, that is hilarious. Oh my gosh, y'all, that is hilarious. So it's storming, and Franklin is afraid of storms, 
And so he's banging against his dog gate every two seconds. It's been going on all night long. And I thought my mic was muted. That is hilarious. I'm trying to keep this baby asleep. And Franklin's banging against his dog gate. Franklin's not big on storms. (laughs) This is the exact thing that's going to happen tonight with NFL draft, by the way. Yeah. That is so funny. Y'all just heard me say, Franklin, quit it. I I, I didn't hear the dog's name. I just heard you go, quit it. Stop it. Stop it. That's what I heard. I thought he was already impatient with the baby. It's like you're trying to give him that firm look, like stop it without being too loud. Oh, that's uh, good. That's good stuff. Sorry, um, guys, so, I'll, I'll, so I'll what were you I'll afraid of sorry. back in the day that you're no longer afraid of? Mm-hmm. I was afraid of fireworks, the, of the big fireworks shows when I was a little really? kid. We were, at the, okay. we were at some carnival or something, and I remember I was I freaked. I didn't like it. I, I remember when I was little. Wasn't big on it. Looked just like Opie, red hair and everything. Um, I remember uh, I, we had a babysitter, and I don't remember her name. <laughs> And and she wanted to watch the movie Dracula, and and I remember I was just screaming, "Please turn that off! Please turn that off!" It was scaring me half to death. <laughs> and for the long, for for just a short period of time there, I was scared of like in the the dark and all that because I just every, I had a run on that. Every time I was in the dark, I was I was just like just you're thinking about Dracula. Oh, of course I was. <laughs> I I remember sitting just begging her, "Please turn this off." Please turn this off. I was just scared. <laughs> I was just scared today. Picture. <laughs> what were you? Sixteen. Uh, okay. Stop it. <laughs> now, Greg, I know you still suck your thumb when it lightens, right? I do. I do, yeah. and I cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pull my ear. <laughs> but uh, I that just jumps out at me. I remember where I was. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I remember I was sitting in the chair and me just screaming. Please stop it, please! And I was crying. I think my sister was running with her because, and I think my sister was now doing that because she knew it was scaring me. Exactly. Uh, and uh, so there you go. Uh, but that, that didn't last <laughs> too long of a time. Uh, but but that just jumps out at me. Please change it. <laughs> please, I was screaming. Please change it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just so, so I was afraid. Up. I was afraid of the dinosaur in my parents' closet because I saw Jurassic Park way too young. <laughs> okay. Wait a, okay. Wait, wait a minute. Your parents had a dinosaur in their. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's why I'm, in my imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Blow up dinosaur. <laughs> what were you scared of when you were little that now as an adult you're not? <laughs> and you just look back at it and you're just like, what was I thinking? All right, we'll take a break. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Stretch Armstrong, he is helping uh, switch for TV and screen you up here on the Rick and Bubba Show. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. Oh, good morning, Mr. Allen. I, I hope you're not too mad at me. I was running a little bit late this morning, and I was hoping you wouldn't be too mad with me. They're my friends. Twenty-five minutes till top of the hour. It is The Rick and Bubba Show. You know, I, there's one positive thing. Uh, that has come from us being separated here in this Zoom format, and that is, Greg, I don't have to smell your breath. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, Thera Breath is bringing you this portion of the show. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of you are wearing those face masks, and you know what that does. 
It reveals what other people are smelling. You're smelling your own breath. <laughs> Don't lie. You are. I saw you, Greg. Uh, anyway, since 1994, no one has helped more people fight bad breath or dry mouth than TheraBreath. That's right, TheraBreath. Millions of people in 100-plus countries have used their clinically proven TheraBreath formulas, and you can as well. You can find TheraBreath products as well uh, over, uh, what, let's see, over 100 different retailers across the nation. Good gracious. Walgreens, Walmart, CVS, Target, Publix, Kroger, Winn-Dixie, and more. You can also buy it online, though, if you'd rather do that. You can go directly to TheraBreath.com. That's TheraBreath.com. Be sure to tell them Rick and Bubba sent you. You can also find a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. All right, so the question was asked last segment. Hey, what were you scared of as a kid? And now you look back and you're like, man, I'm not. I ain't, what was I thinking? Or does it staying with you? Are you still? Is it, is you know it what? still bothering you? You know what, though? Someone in 10 years may say COVID-19. Oh, I bet. Death of yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. They, they, they're not anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of feeling like that now. Yeah. I hope we can say that in about a week. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> let's let's go to uh, Shane and Dega. What's up, Shane? Hey, brother, been with y'all since '96. Hey, I just wanted to. Uh, I'm your age, Speedy. I'm about eight months uh, younger than you. <clears throat> I'm 51 years old. Okay, but I'm in 1974. The first, and this was over. Uh, you know, it's probably on ABC, the three channels we had at the time. Mm-hmm. It was on uh, broadcast TV. But first time I saw The Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, and uh, the wit. Yeah. Wicked Witch of the West. Yes, yes. And she scared me, terrified me, and scarred me for uh-huh. probably about three years. I, after I saw it that night, I would sleep uh, for several years with my head uh, just so wrapped up, so tight, only a little breathing hole. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, and you know when I was about to get over it, when I was about eight years old, the lady that played the Wicked Witch of the West. Do you remember she started doing commercials? I think it was for maybe for Maxwell House or something like that. Yeah, I remember. And, that. And then, yeah, yeah. And then all the, everything came back again. <laughs> Good grief! But yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West. She scarred me for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think uh, that it, I, a lot of people our age that did that too. Uh, and I, for some reason, I was scared of all the little monkeys running around with her. Like, that was the flying monkeys. I didn't yeah. like them flying no, monkeys No, 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 no. I hated that. I hated that movie. Yeah. yeah there's a lot it. of things about that I didn't like. Right. You're I, right. I didn't, I didn't like the tornado. Yeah. And no. I didn't like all that. Right. But but to your point, the tornado was about four or five on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was way down. Yeah. Let's go to Robert checking in. 866-WE-BE-BIG. What's up, Robert? Hey, man. Hey. Hey, uh, I was just going to let you know that my... Uh, thing that scared me. I know it's gonna sound funny, but when I was a kid, I was always scared of lightning bugs. You know the bugs. Who was scared of lightning bugs? Maybe the best one yet. <laughs> I don't That's know. Funny. I guess it had a thing to do with lightning and bugs, and that my cousins Y'all, and all they would the run out there and catch them. It just scared me. Anyway, my second question was: uh, Rick and Bubba don't have the. Uh, the uh, intro anymore for Bubba? Uh, I mean, uh, Rick. Yeah. And I was wondering, is, is that coming back? Uh, okay, I, I know what you're. So we're going from lightning yeah. bugs to the intro. That's good stuff. I like it. Yeah. Uh, He's scared of the I, intro. I, I, so Robert, uh, what happened is during during our Zoom time here, our format, there's such a delay. When when he's bringing him in and and they get to hollering and trying to play something, it it, it just sounds terrible and and so there 
that yes, it's not going away. So don't worry about that. There's just we're trying to adjust right now with this delay of the Zoom and then playing something and hollering together and doing all that. So we've just decided, hey, for the time being, let's just let's just bring you in and then we'll we'll kickstart that back once you're in studio with us, which shouldn't be too long from now, I hope. I hope not, man. Y'all have a wonderful day, bud. Right, buddy. We'll see you, man. See you, bud. Uh, Watch out for those lightning bugs. Yes. That's hilarious. Nope, it's out. Just like see, that's the kind of thing I was looking for right yeah, there. Yeah, me that's too. perfect. Yeah, I like uh, it. That's the best like one it. yet. It, it, I would say it is, yes, for sure. Because not many people are scared of that. No. No. And I um, picture, you know how your kids are when they're really scared of something? <laughs> picture right there at dusk, and they're, they're lighting everywhere, and he's yeah. just freaking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to Bird in Gunnersville. What's up? Hey, gentlemen. Hey. Uh the thing that I was scared of when I was a kid, probably about nine or ten years old, was the old hit by the pitch in baseball. It, uh, my friend oh, okay. got, my friend right. caught one in the nose, Ooh. and I'd never seen so much blood and screaming and hollering in my life, and it scarred me for at you least did. half the season. <laughs> you did not want to get in that box. <laughs> I did not. No, I mean the pitcher would go in the wind up, and I was already jumping out of the box. And he drove my dad, drove my dad crazy, and and it, eventually I got over it because I got tired of looking like an idiot yeah. and not hitting the baseball. But there for a while, dude, I did not want any part of a baseball pitcher, man. It scared scared me to death. That's so good. That is so good. Let's the go. funny part is he wasn't the one that got hit. He was scared because he saw somebody else get hit. Oh, yeah. Now, look, if you've ever seen anybody get hit in the face, oh, hey. Oh, it's bad. Good night. Uh, let's go to Brian checking in. Brian, what's happening? Yeah, hey, I was just going to say, uh, when I was a kid, I was scared of elevators. Uh, my sisters, they'd get on the elevators and meet my mom and dad, and they'd be like, this thing ain't doing, ain't working right. Uh, how much y'all weigh? Look, uh-uh. and I was freaking out. I hated elevators. I just about wet my pants because it got me so scared. <laughs> I love oh, that. you know the That's older, the older siblings it. had a ball with that. My dad <laughs> does that to this day. <laughs> you can by the way, <laughs> Acts like it's tearing up. Yes, guys, you could hear it in his voice. He's he's still bothered by it yes. because I almost That's wet my funny. pants. Funny. Well, I will say this. It wasn't really to the point I wouldn't, but I was scared of the escalator because you remember that horror story they tried to tell about somebody getting caught in it. And I know. everybody, oh, oh yeah, this yeah. lady or got caught in this. They would tell that. And every time, once I got past the first step, I felt good. The way people acted, I thought it happened to like one in three people. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. we all heard the urban legend about yeah. it. Supposedly yeah. got I caught know. in it. Yeah. Hey, I by know. the way, have y'all, have y'all ever, I, I just realized I say by the way too much. Um, have y'all ever, have you guys ever been with anybody that's scared of bridges? That won't that hate doesn't like. Going I'm not a big I, bridge fan. I'll be honest. I, I've heard I, people. Uh, yeah, they'll just look straight down and won't look up. Uh huh. Yeah, guys. When I'm driving over long bridges, tall bridges, I'm I'm a I am dialed in ten and two and looking straight ahead. I for you some don't like reason. the bridge. Now there's something about a bridge that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Eric uh, checking in eight six six. We be big. Eric, what's happening? What's going on, man? Yeah, when I was younger, I watched Chucky when I was a kid, and I had that oh. my buddy dog. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, and no, I made my mom hide that thing for years. <laughs> Picture this guy, first of all, with a my buddy dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got lightheaded. Uh, my let's go buddy. <laughs> my buddy. Let's go down to Auburn where uh, Michael is standing by. Michael? Hey guys, uh, when I was growing up, my mom and dad watched uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and that music, man, it just it freaked me out. Right. <laughs> day, like, 
to this day, when I hear that theme song, it still makes the hair on my arm stand up. It just it freaks me out. I don't out remember like Unsolved that. Mysteries being that scary. Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> well, he, he, it's the music, he said. That yeah, we I do remember the music. That, You're right. That music's just, it's it's just ominous. It's just creepy. Like, I just I still don't like it to this day. <laughs> Are you serious? That's something else right there. Uh, so, this, so this bothers you right here? Is that it? Oh, he left us. This is the yeah, opening thing right think here. I that's it, though. It is kind of creepy. It is. If I had to uh, listen to that driving across the bridge, I'd be in trouble. Oh, yeah. in the dark. Oh, you kidding? All right, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's see here. We got time maybe for a couple more here. Wow, the calls. Uh, let's go to Andrew checking in, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Andrew? Yeah, I used to be afraid of the boogeyman, but now I just replace that with the tax man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Same Amen. thing. I'll tell Amen. You uh, let's go to Ryan eight six six. We be big. Ryan, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the guys. Hey, uh, get, get my attention in baseball. Um, I was always a bigger kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one time on kickoff, I got my fair share of an ear hole, and ever since then, my head was on a swivel. Okay, I think he's saying he in football he got ear hold, and and okay. so that's that's what got him. I know he was. It was just tough a little bit there to, to understand, but I think we got it. Let's go to Robert, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Robert, what's up? Robert. Robert. Good morning, fellas. Mm-hmm. Green Acres. Oh, hey, you're working. That's, that's good stuff right there. Uh, I was about six or seven years old, and uh, I was at my neighbor's house, and they got me to watch uh, The Leprechaun. And, boy, I tell you what, when, when I had to go home, it was just dark. And this is when the sucker was coming out of the tree. I had to go home. Boy, I, I, I tore off running, heading to my house. That how the, that was what I was scared of when I was younger. I was afraid the leprechaun was going to come grab me with some creepy hands out of the tree. <laughs> Y'all. All right, so. That movie, you're talking about the classic, The Leprechaun. All right, so let me go back. Y'all remember the movie Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Oh yeah! All right, when yeah. I was when I was younger, I forget what age I was. Uh, Speedy, that movie, I, you weren't that young when that movie. No, came I wasn't. Out, I right? think I want to say I was maybe a fourteen or fifteen, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because I was around sixteen. Because I remember driving to the theater. So I was at the theater watching it. Probably snuck in, <laughs> shouldn't have been in there. And uh, parents listen to this hour. Sorry, mom, dad. Uh, when that tongue came out of the phone, I was hold- oh, I, I, <laughs> I was holding some popcorn in the movie theater, <laughs> and when that tongue came out of the phone, I went. <laughs> And I threw the popcorn up, and it rained. It, it rained popcorn like snow all over. Everybody was mad at me. I, I will say this: that movie was scary. <laughs> it, now it didn't, but at the time, I mean, I didn't I run out crying or anything. But hey, when that thing came out of that startled phone, you. Hey, you kidding me? I threw my popcorn in the air. I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> all right, eight six six. We be big. I don't know that we've got one line available. Everybody. Which a lot, boy, they were a lot of scared people when they were younger. But now they're yeah. adults and they're looking back at it. Some think it's silly, some still bothered by it. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I 
I hate to say this, but I don't think we got tools here to pull this off. Yeah, they're going to get in there with some tweezers to get a hold of But I'm going to pan down after it does. That's you, Greg, in case you're wondering. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we are back. It is seven minutes until top of the hour. What's up? We are rolling, and we thank you for being here with us. Uh, a little bit later in the show today, uh, we have got Eric Hargan. He's the Deputy Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. He'll be uh, checking in from the White House. How about he is responsible for overseeing the day-to-day operations and management of the department in addition uh, to leading policy and strategy development. And I'm not sure if you knew this or not. Did you know that HHS is uh, the largest department in the federal government? Uh, and so it's pretty big responsibility, and he'll give us a COVID-19 update uh, from the White House today uh, as we move along. Today, we also record Rick and Bubba University, and we're honored to have Glenn Beck as our featured guest. That will hit on Saturday morning. Uh, however you get your podcast, don't forget also on our YouTube channel, Facebook, It'll hit there as well, so check that out. This week's university uh, podcast will be with Glenn Beck. All right, so the the question was raised, uh, and I, it, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, Helmsy, but what were you scared of as a child that you know now you look back on it to remember, I guess, and you've kind of moved it, past that. You're that. no longer, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You've moved past it, but you remember back, or it could be something like a uh, good friend Matt uh, just sent us. A, a text that hmm. you know he was scared of bridges when he was younger, and he still is. Uh, so yeah, it says he when he goes across a bridge, he rolls down his windows so he has an escape route in case he needs it. Well, I'll tell you this, oh, uh, Terry, uh, my <laughs> wife, she's not real. I mean, she's not fired up about him, and JC yeah. doesn't like him, but he's not like to the point where don't go over the bridge. You know, he's just like, Ugh. yeah. Um, especially the big ones. Now I'm not talking about the ones you just, you're, you're, you're past it. Uh, sure. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm talking about the ones that, Hey, wow, look at that body of water. All right. So let's yes. move on. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're hopping around here. We've got a lot of calls. Uh, Daniel in Decatur, Alabama, checking in Daniel, what's happening. Hey guys. Um, <clears throat> so this is such an interesting topic. Uh, but so imagine early eighties, ET comes out. I'm, I'm about five when I get to watch it, five, six, seven, way too young to be watching it, honestly. Uh, but I won't even mention, it's, it's not even so much the alien, but there's a specific part in that movie, I'll tell you. There's some part in the movie where um, the E.T. alien figure is hiding in a closet, and it's dressed up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's hiding in amongst the other toys. That part scares the living daylights out of me because <laughs> I can't ever find him. And, uh-huh. and you know, and when I do, it always just scares the, it always just scares me to death. But uh, but you know, just something creepy about about ET is just you know that that was just something I could not handle as a kid. And I watched it way too young, like what a lot of people are saying. Watched it way too young. Yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, I, I don't know if ET would be considered a scary movie. But now think about think about he's young though. Okay, think yeah, about of course we had a guy scared a lightning bug. So what am I? Well, that right. was the first movie I cried at as a kid. You cried when he's laying that ditch all pale. Yep. Mm. You know, when they found him, he's laying that ditch. Is that I'm got you. No, I still cry that movie. You still? Yeah, okay, I, that's, I, that's Stretch Armstrong checking in. You still cry too, huh, Stretch? I'm yeah, sorry, when, when he has to go home at the end. And he mm. that, that was tough on me yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Really tough. It's raining Don't where the show was based out of, and Stretch actually come running up. And say he was scared of the rain uh, coming in. He was banging on the window, let me in. Yeah. Um, let's go to uh, Ryan checking in, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Ryan, what's up? morning guys uh 
I guess I'm a freak because I can't remember much of anything that I was ever afraid of except I was afraid of the Russians going to invade our country. Oh, yeah. The, I remember those days. The Cold War. Uh-huh. And I would sleep at night with a small bat, a stick, or a knife under my pillow. Uh. So in case they did, I could help protect my mom and dad. <laughs> well, how about that? I remember the Russian threat. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Can y'all uh, imagine our society having to go through something like that no, today? We wouldn't be able to handle it. No, we wouldn't. AOC's out there telling everybody we shouldn't go back to work. Oh, I I Somebody needs to just slap her. Easy, know, Greg. Right? Easy, nice. Greg. Not uh, another woman, maybe, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Kenneth, yeah. what's up? That it has to be open hand, hop, <laughs> right, skip, right. and a slap. Maybe a little cat Bam. bite is what you're talking about, Greg. Uh, yeah, a little hair, little hair pulling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kenneth, what's up? Yes, sir. Good morning, fellas. How y'all? We're good. I just want to let you know, whatever, that far as being afraid of the kid, was yeah. a praying mantis. Ooh. And I'm oh, 50 yeah. years older, yeah. and I'm still afraid of them suckers today. Uh-huh. That is an evil-looking yeah. bug. It is a very yeah. evil one. Very evil. Let's go to Travis, 866-WE-BE-BIG. We're hopping around. only have about a minute and a half left. Travis, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, we're good. Uh, good. Uh, yeah, man, uh, I remember when I was a kid, um, I went to a friend's house. He lived about two blocks away from where I live, and uh, their fo- his folks were watching Friday the 13th. Ooh. Ooh. And, uh, Jason. To this, you know, yeah, yeah. And and anytime I heard that theme song, you know, <laughs> it's what got me. Yeah, you know? I don't like that. <laughs> don't like that at all. Yeah, that, that, that theme music was tough. Uh, Jeff, Opelika, Alabama. Jeff, what's up? Nothing. How are y'all? Good. When I was a child. I was I was scared to fall asleep on the couch in the wintertime. <laughs> okay. Because we, we had a fireplace, and my stepdad would come poke the fire in the middle of the night, and he didn't sleep with drawers on. What? He didn't with what? Drawers. <laughs> Did you say he didn't sleep with drawers on? <laughs> no drawers on. So if you, if you accidentally woke up while he was poking the fire, you would uh, – See a little more than you'd want to. <laughs> okay. Well, I, think I don't I'd know be, if that's scary or just. I, I, I think I'd be more scary that than that than couch. Yeah. Oh my. But so you, he say, he's saying when he was on the couch that he might experience that. I guess. So, suddenly Dracula's not that scary. <laughs> as <it's been>. All right. <laughs> How about that silhouette. <laughs> hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> all right. Let's go to break. Eight six six. We be big. The number. Thank all of you for checking in and helping produce this hour. Uh, why y'all rubbing That's your, a good one to end on. Why, there. Y'all, why y'all rubbing your forehead so much? <laughs> I've got something I want to say. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the green. Hello, 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 hello. It is uh, a Rick and Bubba hour, a Rick and Bubba show. Maybe you've already been here. You got the kickoff hour. You had it like you liked it. Now you're going to pour into the big show. Uh, whatever the case may be, we're glad you're here. This hour starts with our national anthem.
is seven and a half minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, brand new hour, is underway. Thank you guys for being with us today and much to do as we go forward out all across uh, Rick and Bubba land. We've got the various home studios, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler here at the Broadcast Plaza. You got Speedy, uh, you got Stretch Armstrong, you got old number one here. Looking forward to spending another day with you. And we welcome back Mr. Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here. Thank you, associates, everyone all over the place. Uh, and uh, I know we had a question earlier. Will we bring back the official intro when we're all in studio together? And why, yes, we will. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Given the microsecond delays involved in the way we're doing the broadcast, uh, it makes singing together almost totally impossible. Well, and here's the thing I'm worried about. It's funny you said that. I actually thought about this uh, in the shower today. Uh, you know, that's usually where I'm getting myself ready. And um, it, it dawned on me that we all know this. Uh, we know this. Uh, you know, you know. I don't know if we ever mentioned it or not, but you know, we all played a little ball. And uh, and you remember that the way that you get good at something is through reps. Rep, rep it, rep it, rep it, rep yep. it, rep it, rep it. Well, I have been repping that intro for 26 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'm going through a time period where I'm not repping it. So it ought to be real interesting the first time I try to do it in the proper order when you return. I'm hoping <laughs> that this has become a habit to me and that it will come <laughs> off the spine and it'll roll. You know, pro, you know, I'll, do, I'll, I'll just be instinctive with it. You know, I'll instinctively right, right. be able to do it. Uh, but that, I got, that concerned me because uh, it, it's uh, – if you don't get the, the list in the right order, you'll start rambling around. You won't know what you're talking about. Well, if it's not perfect, that's just kind of the way it goes anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, my part's hardly ever perfect, and uh, yeah. that's just the beauty of the whole thing. I will say this. Um, while I'm very proud that the show has overcome the many, many challenges uh, challenges that has been thrown in its way, it's almost like logs falling on a bicycle trail. Uh, I think today we'll pose uh, even some more interesting uh, hills to climb. Uh, we've had pandemic spread out in different location format, the Joe Diffie, as we call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have had thunderstorms move through the area that caused various outages of this and that and Internet and all that pre-show or the night before. Well, today we're going to deal with it during the show. So the yeah. hits just keep coming. They do. You know, DEFCON Diffie has given us, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, and I think it's been, get, you know, kind of giving the pandemic some some new stuff. And, and here's the other thing. So we'll do a show now with this technology during storms where we live. But yesterday, and I don't know if the guys talked about it in the kickoff hour, they may have. But um, so I was um, uh, I was up here and Speedy and I were up here. We had the Bible study. It's out there, by the way, if you haven't seen this week's Bible study, as we we're getting close to ending the Gospel of John. We got one more week after this week, and we'll be done. Thirty three weeks we've been in the Gospel of John, going word for word. But anyway, so um, so I was up here, and then I had uh, I had a meeting on the phone that I needed to do after that. So uh, it ended up that I was the last person to leave. Well, thankfully. Uh, Helmsy was waiting on everybody to leave where he could come here and do a commercial that he needed to cut. So, you know, I, I've shut the place down many, many times. And so I, I go and I, I look and I say, oh, well, we were in the studio doing the Bible study. So the studio lights are still on. I need to go cut those off before I leave. Well, I step into the studio and I'm talking about the most awful noise. I mean, a screaming. And, mm. and at first, I think, have I set the alarm off? How have I set the uh, alarm yeah. off? <laughs> and and I, Bubba, please don't think it was it was it was low. 
Okay, and Helmsley can can when he gets in, he can affirm this because I didn't know he had come in the building uh, and was working his way here. He said he didn't know what was going on. He said, "You talk about confusion," and I mean, yeah. it, 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 it was it. Helmsley, how loud was it? Well, it, when I got to the kitchen is when I started hearing it, and you got to understand he was leaving, so all the lights were out, and I was starting to be confused. <laughs> I didn't know. At first, I thought, "Are they up here cleaning right now?" And then as I walk in, this is when I see uh, – I, I don't know it's Rick. I have no clue that it's Rick at this point. And I, I'm, I guess you're probably 30 feet away from me, yeah. 40 feet away yeah. from me. And all I see is a, a light coming from somebody's – like at first because he was talking on the phone. I couldn't hear him talking because it was so loud. So I didn't know that. Ah! It looked as if this person in the studio – had like a headlamp on because his flashlight was on his phone right. because he was trying to see what was going on up top. But the way he had it positioned on his ear looked like he had a headlamp on walking through our studio. And I, I finally realized it's Rick. But at that point, I, I still – I'm very confused. I don't know what Rick is doing in the dark with a ladder and why this noise is going on. Yeah, so I start, I had called Speedy, and, uh, and he got Greg on. And we were, I was saying, where, where are the ladders? I got to climb up in here with this flashlight and find out what in the world is going on. Because at first I thought it was a lot going bad, even though I thought that's too loud to be a lot. But when I cut the lights off, it didn't change anything. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, something has gone wrong. And I put it, hey, Bubba, you couldn't do the show today if we don't get to it. It's not one of those Fire things. Alarm. It, no, it was, uh, one of the, it was the speakers that go back to the uh, golden ticket seats. One of them had gone bad. Uh, and it was just screaming like a like a speaker that's burst, yeah. you know that that they'll yeah. and and I mean and and I could see that the like uh, once I figured out what it was that that you know that little there's a light there that basically says hey I'm done yeah. you know right. I, I got I got right. problems and so when we figured that out then uh, we were able to get up there and just shut the speaker completely off but it was so so we got a speaker that's gone back there it, you yeah, know that, I think they're self powered speakers that sounds like we lost a power supply that yeah. the filter yeah. But in the power have you ever heard one when it loses its power supply? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, you get a you get a good uh, sixty hertz AC tone <laughs> wide open. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you know because at first you're thinking, all right, I need to leave. But wait a minute, no, there's no way to do a show. What if this is still do? You know, because you know my first reaction. You know how I am. My first thing is, oh, it'll be hot. It, it, it it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. But but then I realized, no, we have to resolve this because you can't be in this room and that mm-hmm. be going on. No. So, but we got it. It was interrogation torture type. Yeah, right. Sound well. It the really weird, was. the weird part is you got to understand. Hamzy comes in and thinks that I'm some person, mm-hmm. and that's my that's my piece of equipment that I'm spraying with. <laughs> I, he thinks I'm in a headset no, with I a really light did. on, spraying mm-hmm. something, and that's what it sounds like. Because you know, when you hear a noise you can't identify, your mind starts thinking all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. You know, my first thought was, how have I set the alarm off? And I'm like, I, I never left here. Did, did somebody think I wasn't here? And they set it on the way out, and then I got up to move and knock it off. I didn't yeah. know. But anyway, so that speaker's gone bad, but Super Tom knows about it. So. Yeah. He said we had one do the same thing outside one time, and it had the same noise. Yeah, so. yeah they, uh, those old amplifiers, they'll, they'll give it up every now and then. I think that one has the amplifier built in it. It does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was screaming. If you know it was screaming, my amp is dead. Yeah. I'm dying over here. I'm dying over here. Help me. Help me. 15 minutes past. We'll be back. We'll unpack uh, the stories of the day, let you know what's coming up on the program. And our special guest today for Rick and Bubba University. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 
the hour the rick and bubba show we're back 866 we be big is our number here's some things you need to know uh we will hear from the white house today eric uh, hargan deputy secretary of the department of health and human sources i mean <laughs> services will be uh, with us and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with what has now become in most people's opinion that we would respect the american people's focus uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Now, I'm Rick and Bubba University today. We're going to have a blast. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck owns Glenn me. Glenn Beck will and, be joining us. And Glenn Beck will be just about to lose his mind that we're about to lose our country. <laughs> and, uh, Rick, you, you, I'm going to ask Glenn if I can do some funny funny voice drops for him. Yo, you, Glenn Beck. <laughs> so Glenn Beck will be on Rick and Bubba <laughs> University this weekend. His book, Arguing with Socialists, uh, is, uh, is a, New York, a New York Times bestseller. And we'll be talking to him about um, you know the whole because here's what's happening and it, we'll talk about you know the 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 disease of course but this is really where we are and I'm not talking about everybody but this is if you pay attention to the and, and the politicians need if you're if, if and some of the politicians by the way some of the governors know that and that's why they're opening their economy the American people had no idea what what had hit us none of us did okay so that goes back to trying to be fair on on hindsight being 2020. And they were told and they believed we're all going to die. We're going to die. If you don't isolate, it's not you're going to get sick. It's not you're going to get flu. It's not you're going to catch uh, this year's whatever. You're going to die. This is death and destruction. It's like nothing we've ever seen. here. Death has come to America. 2.2 million people are going to die if we don't do something. Okay. And, and then we all know the numbers went down, but, and then isolation. The highest number we had in isolation was almost 300,000 and all that. So people said, we have to do whatever we have to do. Why, Rick? Because we're all going to die. Well, in fairness, we thought that may be the case. I don't have a problem with that. But now data has come in, and we realize, and I saw, how do you say the Helms, your wife's in, 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 uh, in medicine, is it? Endemologist, uh, epidemiologist, epidemiologist. He says, "Here's the bottom line. If I can break it down for everybody, I saw him being interviewed yesterday, and he said, if a thousand people get COVID nineteen, one person's going to die. Okay, and 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 then when you look at the people who die, with with a few exceptions, it's people with pre existing problems or the elderly. Overwhelming. Okay, so now we know everybody's not going to die. Okay, now people may get sick, but they're not going to die." So now you're watching, and, and it can be bad. We heard from Charles sure. Billingsley yeah. yesterday, yeah, which, which was a little scary because it was. I nope. think all of us had kind of put in our mind that it wasn't that bad, but it, it can be. Well, it can be, and of course now the people <laughs> in Charles's health that even have that that kind of experience are almost they're they're less than one percent. It's less than one percent. Thank goodness. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, it isn't the the risk isn't as high as we thought it was that you're going to die. Okay. It's right. just it's just not, and that's good. Why are we why? Back we to what, should be ecstatic about that. Back to what you said. The politicians don't want to hear that who are trying to do a, a power grab right now, but the rest of us have to go, not told you so, or I didn't think it was going to be that bad. No, what we should say is, hey, good. 
We didn't have data. We responded because we didn't know. Now we know. So now the American people's shift is shifting from, hey, I'm going to die, to, oh, my gosh, I can't make any money. It's shifting from health concern to an economic concern, and the politicians better better realize that. And and because I w- it was funny, I did this on my own because you, you know you don't everybody's got an agenda and you can find it. The CDC has their own numbers, so I'd heard people talking about the 2018 2019 worst influenza flu season that America has ever had in modern times. They predicted that there would be 48.8 million people sick. 79,400 would die, and we would hospitalize 959,000 people. Well, they, we were able to get some vaccines going, so the numbers were not as bad as feared, but we still had, with vaccines, by the way, and with treatments, 42.9 million people who got the flu, uh, the bad flu that year. We hospitalized, hey, man, you got to worry about the hospitals. We hospitalized successfully 647,000 people, and 61,200 died. That's 2018-2019. And the economy was never stopped. And, uh, and so we're, we're getting to the point now where we say we thought this was going to be a lot worse than that, but it's not. So, so what we have to do now is be cautious and be careful, but we completely shutting down the economy is no longer necessary. And, and the people realize that because of what? Data. Uh, now, there's still some political stuff going on, and we'll talk about some of that today. And so you have to start the economy back because now we've moved from our biggest fear is, hey, we all going to die. And individuals may, I may die. I understand that. Okay, I, I do. I'm not saying nobody's going to die. But what I'm saying is because people die every year. And But, I mean, we could, to Bubba's point, we could decide that we want to create a, a society where car wrecks no longer happen. Now, you know what that would mean? We would stop producing automobiles. We would take all automobiles off the street. You're not allowed to have one, and you have to find a way to make a living within walking distance or a bicycle. Uh, and we could say we're going to end car deaths forever. But what do we say? Well, you can't do that. Well, that's true. We can't. And so what do we say? And Bubba talked about this and did a whole speech on it. We said that is a reasonable risk. We got to. Well, we're moving into COVID nineteen. That starting the economy is a is a reasonable risk, and yeah, it's not, and it's not, and it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be utopia, and we're not and people are still going to get sick, and people are still going to die. But that always happens. And, and I just gave you the numbers for 2018, 2019, the worst flu season that we've had in modern time, and we did not stop the economy, and we made it. Uh, but what we can't do is plow our country into the worst recession since the depression, we can't do that. And that's where we're headed. Uh, Rick, the, it totally agree with what you said. The only, the only issue there we have to be careful of is those numbers for the flu season are spread out. And I'm sure they have a footnote there over the dates. They count the flu season as a fairly long period. It's about a four or five month window. Uh, this was, these and, numbers I just gave you were they said it lasted for 20, 24. That was over 24 days, 24 days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, is one of the concerns is just the spike uh, right. with the aggressiveness of the coronavirus, how quickly right. it understood. Yeah. And, and that was where the flattening of the curve thing came in. They said, look, if we spread this out over two months, sure. you're fine. Uh, we just don't need it in two weeks. So um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, we've learned a lot 
And uh, that's, you know, I heard from the modeling people who I, you know, ran over pretty hard the other day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you do, you start modeling mm -hmm. usually in the worst case scenario. Sure. I don't have a problem and then, with that. And then you, you know, you refine it. And you know what? It's all been good news. I don't know why anybody's unhappy. That's me we, too. I'm, I'm we not should be celebrating a victory here, not, uh, you know, looking to shoot everybody who was off the page because nobody knew. I mean, I, I'm going to give people more tolerance probably than, than a lot of people will on that because nobody knew. And, and if you claim that you knew, you're yeah. just lying. Not so, saying that at all. I'm, I'm yeah. saying the data's here. And I'm not saying that it's not dangerous. And I'm not saying that it won't make you really, really sick. And I'm not saying that 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 it's it's going to be. A, we should we should practice caution. We should use the things we're using. But again, we've got to start this word that I think is the word being arbitrary about where we have risk and where we don't, because there's a lot of people that are unnecessarily out of business and out of jobs right now, and we get we need to rectify that. Well, it's it's coming to an end. We yeah. got about a week left. Yeah. Bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big is the number simply safebubba.com is the the website and the system uh you know it's always important to protect your property and protect your home i mean i wish we lived in a world where people didn't try to take other people's things but um they do uh so you need to be prepared uh there's the way the world should be and then there's the way the world actually is uh simply safebubba.com go there right now it um, it was voted best overall home security of 2020 by u.s news and world report uh, because um, you know it's kind of taking the industry uh, and bringing it in, bringing it into modern day. You know the the old way we did the security systems. It's, that's all we had at the time, uh, but that's kind of antiquated and outdated now. Uh, you don't need uh, you know all the intrusive. Uh, you know, uh, here comes a team to your house, and they're in your house, and they're drilling holes, and they're doing all this. You don't have to do that anymore. You install the system yourself uh, in less than an hour. Uh, it also is easy to customize to the way your property is set up, and it also gives the verification, video verification, uh, helps law enforcement to know that this alarm that they just got isn't a false alarm. Uh, so you also get help a lot quicker. Uh, so go to simplysafebubba.com and use that URL, and we'll give you free shipping, and we'll give you a risk-free 60-day trial with this wonderful system that we know you're going to keep. But if you want out in 60 days, you certainly can. Uh, so, Bubba, I know that before we move to the politics of it all, you know, New York coronavirus, uh, coronavirus patients uh, coming out now saying that 94% of the patients in New York that had to be hospitalized had more than one disease other than COVID-19. Now, this is not from this is from the Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, and they showed that um, the um, uh, those that were hospitalized, I mean, look at that figure, 94% had pre-existing conditions other than COVID-19. So that, that's important for us to data for us to get as well. Yeah, and the leading precondition is hypertension. That was the number one uh, underlying uh, condition. Also, obesity came in second there with, it is. with diabetes there uh, it is. as well. And also, they're saying if you go on a ventilator, 88% of the people died that went on ventilators. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the old, the old trip to the ventilator is not the way to go. Mm -hmm. I think you could correlate that out uh, to to any any year in the hospital. Correct. Yeah. People Correct. who die probably have underlying conditions. Uh, 
uh, starting with blood pressure and overweight and, uh, you know, male and, and type A blood, and you run on down the list, you, you know, you start with the ones everybody knows about and then get into the grass area. But yeah, well, yeah well, I mean, it just makes sense that, that it, the healthier you are, you're able to fight off disease better. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I didn't need uh, Dr. Fauci to tell me that one. Well, the thing you have to be careful of, though, but there there, there was an indicator that COVID-19 was going to kill healthy people and it was going to kill people the others don't kill. This is more deadly than the others. And honestly, it's just not so far not true. Uh, yeah, now, you it, see those it's highly stories. contagious, highly contagious, yeah. and you can get right. sick, but it's not more deadly. You do see these stories, though, that don't fit that number of, uh, you know, 34-year-olds in great shape. You're always going to have that. And you yeah. don't know. I mean, that just may be a, uh, you know, their immune system didn't didn't line up properly with this disease. I mean, it's just, you know, there's a lot of hand-in-glove things sure. here going on, too. So, uh, but uh, we're trying to get started, getting, getting open again. Um, I, I want to talk, one, about getting open from the science of it and then, uh, getting open from the political part of it, which is a whole nother thing. Boy, those are two different games, aren't they? We, we, and I can't, you know, I can't, I can't believe that this is going on in America, but it is. And, and I'm, I'm firmly in understanding of that. I'm not trying to stick my head in the sand. Yeah, You're not naive to this. Yeah. Not naive. There, there are communists in our country yep. who are disguised as socialist, but they truly are communist and they want a, communist type government where the government controls everything from how much you make on your job to who you work for, how many kids you can have, where you live, all that, the full commie package. Okay. But they're disguised as socialists right now because they can't really come out and be full bore communist. And one of them is AOC in New York. I, and, and we've elected her to Congress and it's an embarrassment, Rick. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, she is calling for workers now to protest instead of going back to work once we have uh, everything open again. Well, see, it, it, I think it's inherently American to want to work and want to provide for your family and to get out and do your thing and have freedom and, and all of that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, is Adler telling me something I need to that, know? That I, signal I'm, is he has video of her if you need it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, but, I, he's, he, I thought he was signing victory. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, know that yeah. we he's had really won the war. Yeah. 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 I uh, thought he was watching the, the 30 for 30 on the U. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's our, uh, video signal there. Yeah. She, this is the video that's been going around about what she's saying to low income <laughs> workers and what they should do. Okay. All right. Here it is. <clears throat> And this is uh, cur courtesy, I think, Vice. There's a lot that we could be doing right now, but ultimately, the I think when we talk about this idea of reopening society, you know, only in America does the president, when the president tweets about liberation, does he mean go back to work? When we, you know, have this discussion about going going back or reopening, I think a lot of people should just say, no, we're not going back to that. We're not going back to working 70 hour weeks just so that we could put food on the table and not even feel any sort of semblance of security in our lives. <laughs> she is as crazy as an outhouse rat, y'all. I, I can't believe well, that she has the traction that she has had. First off, nobody is working 70 hours a week. I, I don't believe that at all. And, uh, it, they would be, it would be illegal if they did, they were getting a lot of overtime and they would be making a lot of money and they could put food on the table.
because some people who are private business owners do work those kind of hours and, uh, and, and they reap the benefits of that good for them. But now she's just a full blown communist. I mean, this is their thing. You know, look back at what Lenin did. It was the workers, uh, revolution, you know, Always, the workers yeah. are going to share and everything. Same old, same old. And, and it turns into exactly what our grocery stores look like when you needed toilet paper, when this thing first broke. Okay. That is the communist way. It has never worked. There is no example of it working. So I don't know why these idiots keep wanting to go that way. I think it's because they have this utopian, um, uh, feeling about things and, they feel like that, uh, that humans are inherently good. And, um, you know, it's just, they live in some kind of fantasy world and, and it, it's shocking and appalling and quite frankly, uh, disrespectful, I think to all Americans who, uh, have worked hard and try to do what they can do for their family, wherever they are on the, on the economic scale. I know fine, fine people who cut grass for a living. And I know some fine people who run multi-million dollar corporations. So there's good people and bad people all over the place. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, tracks with where you are in the economics. Some people just like working with their hands and not having the headaches that go along with uh, some of the white collar jobs like that Ham's has. So, you know, it's uh, <laughs> that... <laughs> So I don't think that's fair tracking, but you know, there was a video leaked out. I don't know if it was a press conference or if it got leaked out, but there was, it looked like a zoom call with all these socialists from Congress, AOC being one of them. And they basically were telling Nancy Pelosi on this bill that's coming up that uh, we need to close today. That's going to give money to the PPP program. And it's also going to, give money to hospitals. It's going to increase money for testing. I mean, there's a whole, whole bunch of stuff in that. And they're wanting her to, to not approve it and to go against it because their quote was, we're losing leverage. There you go. If we pass this now, they're more concerned about leverage than they are actually helping people, which if you are a good socialist, you actually should be helping people, but they're trying this whole, this old concept of, take an emergency and further your plan and, and your scheme of what you're wanting to do. Now we have some, we have a Senator in Massachusetts, Mackey. He, he even had tweeted out, Rick. I mean, this is in public. He wants us to completely scrap the oil business right now. Yep. It's, I mean, they're excited that oil people are just, just losing it right now. And, and we all know that once we start, going back to work, the demand will come up and the process for this oil will come up. Look, we all want cheap gas. I'm not against that, but there is a point that we have to pay for gas and it has to cost per barrel for that industry to survive. And if it's too low, it goes away. Well, guess what? When it goes away, then the price will go way up. So we have to give a little bit on the price to make it a feasible industry so we can produce our own oil here and not hope that somebody over in the Middle East or Russia will sell us some or China not outbid us for it. Yeah, and one thing you find out, especially with AOC, you, we, there was one time in, a, in our home market, you know, there was an announcer that got on the air and she had a show and she had an English accent, and there became this murmur that she really isn't what she appears. She's actually just pretending to have an English <laughs> accent. Do you remember that? Well, in you mean a- Luca? Yeah, AOC, you, she says she's all down with the people, and she comes with – if you really do research on AOC, I've seen people do this before, she was nothing but a person who was raised in privilege uh, and, and went to uh, you know one of our, our big-time 
you know, colleges and got some yep. degree. She really, she's a person who has no idea. She, she thinks it's sharp to be a communist and be a socialist, but she's never really, she ha, she's not down with the workers. She's never lived that life. And most of the times you see this because what it's really about is what you just said, Bubba, and they're showing it. It's a power grab. It always has been. It always will be. And, um, you know, if you, you know, ask, like I say, look at what the things that have gone on in other places. And, and what we have to understand is you don't have to wake up to what Bubba's pointing to and the news is pointing to right now because Rush Limbaugh said to or Sean Hannity said to or even Glenn Beck today in Rick and Bubba University or Rick and Bubba said to or some commentator said to. Go back and look. Your founding fathers warned you about this. Your founding fathers. This is not a new warning from a bunch of, you know, conservative, you know, rich. This is from your founding fathers. Your founding fathers said, do not give up your civil liberties and your freedom. Give me freedom or give me death. I'd rather be dead free than alive and, and be under a tyrannical central government. Uh, anyone who gives up their liberty uh, for um, for protection and reassurance, Ben Franklin said, is not worthy of either. Uh, you know, if you give up your freedom for safety, then you're not worthy of safety. You're not worthy of freedom. Uh, this has been talked about on the very foundations of the country, so it's probably important. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Thanks for being with us today. Rick and Bubba University coming up this weekend. Uh, you'll have that available when you get up and start your day on Saturday. We'll interview Glenn Beck today, uh, and we'll, we'll unpack everything that's going on. We'll talk about his, uh, his new book, uh, and it deals with what we're talking about now, about socialists and how to argue with them and how frustrating that can be. And you, were, you said, Bubba, that Dennis Miller was having some fun with that as well. Yeah, Dennis Miller was on Hannity last night. I'd not seen him on there in quite a while, and I think it was uh, kind of a return for him. But he uh, he was poking fun at some of the socialists out there. Yeah, and uh, he he was talking about Bernie Sanders, and he said he has a little rule. He said uh, never trust a socialist that files the tax long form. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And uh, I think most of you will get that. If you don't, uh, email me and I'll explain sure. it to you. Um, but anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, now, the flip side of what's going on, we all want to get back to work. Get back to work. Yeah. yeah. Get back to work. Yeah. We all want that. Uh, we have uh, governors who are doing their, their thing. Some are holding down. Some are starting back. We have uh, one here that hasn't decided yet, apparently. I think most of the citizens have decided we're going back to work yes. April 4th one way or the other. Yeah, or even, Mar- or even May 4th. But, It'd be you know. May 4th. I'm sorry. Yeah. What did I say? You said April 4th, but that's okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. May 4th. Yeah. Look, I've been uh, in quarantine now for a month. I, I don't yeah. really know the date uh, or the day of the week. Well, and, and, but, I, uh, and I want to say this too because I, and I was, and I had it written down. I went back and looked at my notes. I told you that we was uh, 21 days. And I even meant when I told you on the flu season, the one of 2018, 2019, I meant to tell you 21 weeks. It's not days. So okay. uh, I, I just I, when I was sitting there, I picked up my notes. I said, mm-hmm. did I say weeks or days? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think I said days, but I meant weeks. So I was making your point. The flu season is not over. But in that one, we did not shut down the economy at all. And it was tracking 
about the way this one is tracking, maybe even a little worse, but we'll see at the end of 21 weeks. But anyway, there you go. Yeah, so, you know, the, the flattening of the curve is a big issue, yeah. and I think we've, we've shown we have done that. So it's time to release us. Yeah, you know, yeah. let, let, let us out of the cardboard box. You poked holes in. We've done our thing. And I think I think we should be complimented. We, we have quarantined at an amazing mm-hmm. level yeah. voluntarily for sure. the most part, and I think we need a pat on the back and a, a good release. Um, now, far as going back to work, different governors are doing this at different uh, different levels. And uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia has been one of the more aggressive ones. And it was even brought up to Trump yesterday in his press conference. Brian Kemp is basically opening the state back on Friday. And he's starting with businesses who have been shut down the longest. And uh, which actually would be phase two of the recommended plan. So the doctors yesterday were pleading for governors and everyone to follow the plan, look to the gate, go to phase one, go to, fa- and they said, if we follow this, we should have pretty good results like what we've had with the quarantine that we can keep this under control, but they're worried about people just going nuts when they go back out yeah. and, and causing the spike again. So Brian Kemp was under the microscope in Georgia a little bit yesterday. But Trump said he likes Brian Kemp, knows Brian Kemp, and he's going to let him make the call. Although he disagrees with what he's doing, uh, at least at the way he's doing it. He, he would like for him to follow the phasing plan and maybe hold everybody back another week. But uh, he said he will, he will let him make his own call in Georgia. So I think it's actually tomorrow that they fire up again. Yeah. Right, Greg? Because didn't you say you're going to go over and get a haircut? <laughs> yeah, I, I can get to Cedartown less than an hour from my house. I'm going to run and see if there's a barbershop. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, I heard Kemp on Fox News, and, and, and I thought he had an interesting comment that the other day. He said, uh, I asked business owners, small business men and women, to sacrifice and do this for the, for the betterment of this country. Now that we have the latest data, now that we know what we're doing, I can't ask them to do that any longer because right. they're not going to have anything to go back to. Right. And they, he said, they did. I can't do that. They sacrificed for the betterment of the country. and, and, and that, But here's the – and, and I, I'm with you, Bubba. We'll see. I think we need to follow, and we need to. it needs to be a soft <laughs> opening. Totally agree with all that. But there are some things that we've even talked about, even yesterday, and we were talking about today, that really don't make sense. And I know we may never know, Okay. We, some of this may just be limited to what we know at this time in history as human beings. So we discovered the guy in the governor of California. Now he, but he wanted us to know that he took over as a tyrannical dictator. He even said, we'll hunt down those of you that, that are, that are still going out to the skate parks. He's dumped sand mm-hmm. and made places where people might go where you can't go there. And he was just saying, and look what I have done. Well, the only problem is now the antibody tests are showing that there were 300,000 people that got it anyway. Even, even during his big tyrannical takeover, they, they were asymptomatic or had very, very few, uh, didn't even know they had it. How'd they get it if, if, if all he did kept the spread of it? So that's inconvenient. And then we get into yesterday's conversation with Charles Billingsley. How in the world did Charles Billingsley get the worst dose you can get without dying Perfectly healthy guy, and his family is on the same airplane he's on where the woman was rattling and coughing. His family's in the same house that he's in. Even he did quarantine himself to another room. But by the the way that we were talked about the contagion part of this, his family should have gotten it, and they didn't. 
So, you know, there's some things we still don't know about it, but that thing in California about, so 300,000, now they said in all fairness, maybe these people were sneaking around and we didn't know it. So I'm going to be fair, but California claimed that their numbers were low because a tyrannical governor took over and, w- and would hunt you down if you didn't do what he said. But then they said, eh, here's 300,000 people that got it anyway during all that. They just didn't know the hell. Well, you know, when it, uh, and, and again, I'm trying to take politics out of this. Well, I am too. The numbers, the numbers for California have been amazingly good. Right. Have, right. For the size. Yeah. Florida should have been hit hard. They had all the makings yeah. of a very yeah. bad situation, and it didn't take place right. there either. And Ron DeSantis kind of did the opposite. Right. And left most everything I open. So I, I don't know that we have a correlation. Here. No, we don't. How about this? We don't really know everything about it. We're just, no, we're just we guessing. We're, we're learning every day. Yeah, we are. Day. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.